of District 4, and you're listening to Real Chicks Rock, presents Real Discussions with Michelle Dawes Burke. Hello. <laughs> What's wrong? Good afternoon to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dawes-Bird, and I'm always excited to be here with you guys on Sunday. It's actually every first and third Sunday at 2 o'clock, so thanks for joining us. Today is no different, no exception to the rule. As you could see, for those that are watching, I got somebody that's really beautiful, smart, intellectual, part of the government process sitting here to my left, and I'm going to introduce her momentarily. But for those listeners, the new listeners, thank you. For the returning listeners, thank you as well. Just want to give you guys a little background as to what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. We're here to level the playing field, if you will, by way of community service, mentoring, public speaking. We have workshops and programs in place. And the last thing that we have is the arts, and that's this particular platform, the media. And We're very super excited about that because it allows us to talk about these issues that are near and dear to our heart and just be informative and transparent to help people have empowerment too so they can continue to move on and rock on, if you will. So like I said, today is no different. I have no other, none other than Natalie Hall from um, Fulton County District 4. Commissioner Hall, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I know you're very, 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 very busy. So I thank you in advance for just taking some time to be with us today and just talk about no, a few I'm things. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Nat, with Commissioner Hall and I met through a mutual person, um, Jason Hawkins, right? Yes. And so he um, is the founder and owner of Respected Roots, and he had a pop-up shop, if you will, and, and invited me to come out, and I'm glad that I did, because yes. that day was the day that I met you, Commissioner Hall, and we just oh, clicked. we did click. Right yes, away. Your face lit up, just like it's yes. doing right now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. That was a good conversation it was a, It was a very good conversation, yeah. and so with that... Back to the whole yeah, thing. yeah, it was a great day. And so we met that day and it, and it led to this. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, Commissioner Hall, when did you know you wanted to get into government? Well, I, it wasn't that I knew that I wanted to get into government. Mm. It was, I, my whole family was into government. Mm. I had elected officials and I had public servants in my family. And um, I was really kind of like the 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 kid that was completely different from everybody. Okay, I was the technology geek. All right. So I was the black girl who was into gaming mm. and computers. I had the first Atari that was ever <laughs> created. Though I'm dating myself. Uh-huh. I know. But you know, I was the I was actually in a career in information technology mm-hmm. for over twenty years. Wow. And uh I mean literally in the environment where a lot of times I was the only black female mm-hmm. manager, the only black manager in um, the IT organization. And um, it got to the point where I somehow ended up getting into government because 
my uncle ran for the president of the Cook County Board of Commissioners okay. in Chicago. Okay. And he won. He became the first black president of the mm-hmm. Cook County Board. Mm-hmm. And I went back home in 1994 mm-hmm. to um, kind of see, you know, did I want to be back home mm-hmm. or did I... You know, what did I want to do? And I still was doing information technology, but I worked for the circuit court of Cook County. And that was my first real, you know, county government job. I stayed there through one winter and realized, no, 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 <laughs> Atlanta is home. I got to go back, send me back. Mm-hmm. And I ended up coming back and working for Fulton County government okay. in their information technology department. Mm-hmm. Um, now, people always told me I was the most sociable technology person they had ever met in their lives. <laughs> so that said a lot, but I never it never clicked to me that I was anything other than just a techie. Okay. Um, until my boss, who was my neighbor, who lived a block and a half away from me for 19 years, mm. decided that she was going to run for Fulton County Commissioner of District 4. Okay. And she asked me to help her because she needed someone to do the technology for her campaign. Okay. And I said yes. And long story short, she won Mm. and was sworn in in January of 2011. And she came after me strong and she said, I want you to be my chief of staff. And I told her, you must have lost your mind. Like, what makes you think that makes sense? Yes, yes. And she laughed just like you did. And she said, I see something in you that you obviously don't see. She said, you know this political world you know it and I said I know it and I do not like it and I never want to be in it Mm. I just want to continue to serve people through technology I think that's just my calling Mm. and she said no it's bigger than that and she kept coming after me until I finally gave in and went to work for her September of 2011 Mm. so nine months into her first year of her first term And I ended up staying with her as her chief of staff for six years Uh until she passed away Mm -hmm. in 2017. Mm -hmm. And then I was faced with, okay, so do I take a technology job and go back into the technology field? I I got a lot of job offers over a hundred thousand dollars salaries. And, but on the other side of that, all the constituents were calling me and emailing me and texting me and saying, you have to continue the work that you started with commissioner. Only you can do it because only you know it. Right. You've been her right hand for the six mm-hmm. years she's been in office. We need you. And my heart is always with the people. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I was choosing the people over the career wow. in IT and I ran. And that's how I ended up in this seat. Mm. Have you enjoyed the seat, the ride so far? I'm loving it. I'm loving it because being able to impact people's lives Mm. in a positive way Mm. directly is an awesome, Mm. awesome, just, it's a beautiful blessing. And it's something that I prayed for, for so long to just be able to, to, for God to bless me, to be a blessing to millions of people. Mm. And he answered that prayer Mm. by giving me this seat Mm. as the county commissioner, because we literally do things that can 
improve people's quality of life immediately 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 yes services and programs that we actually budget for and fund mm-hmm. that provide a better quality of life for young people seniors families mm-hmm. individuals that happens through us pressing a button yes every first and third wednesday mm-hmm. of the month at 10 o'clock a.m. Hmm. in the Fulton County Government Center at wow. our televised Board of Commission meeting. Wow, wow, yes. wow. That's pretty powerful, Commissioner. Yes. That's pretty powerful. You don't take it for granted. You no. seem very humbled by the opportunity to, to do this type of work. Because I know it's a blessing to yeah. be able to be here. It's not something that I take for granted at all. Mm-hmm. When you first came into government, um, did you have some programs you wanted to see launch and and you were able to put them in place? Well, when I first came into government, my main focus was on my boss because it wasn't shortly after um, coming to work for her that she was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And so I knew the things that she had a heart for, and I had the same heart for them because before coming to work for her, I did talk to her about what her vision was Mm -hmm. and what her goals were because in order to support her, we had to be of like mind. Mm -hmm. And so she had a heart for health. She thought that every individual should have access to quality health care and they shouldn't have to worry about whether or not they had insurance to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And she also was big on HIV AIDS Mm -hmm. and finding a cure because she always told a story about her brother who he caught um, HIV and then had full-blown AIDS mm. during the 70s mm-hmm. when people were outcast. Yeah. And he didn't she, even know what that was. She, yes. Mm-hmm. She was really hurt by that. And so she had vowed that, that that was one of the things she would focus on. And she did as well as um, we just had a heart for seniors. You know, our seniors and our youth are, the most vulnerable population Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then our homeless population, which is often overlooked. Yes. And people just act like they're not there. Right. But they're people too. And Mm -hmm. they're not all drug addicts. They're Mm -hmm. not all people who have substance abuse issues or anything like that. Sometimes all it takes is just being one check away Mm -hmm. from being homeless, Mm -hmm. you know, losing a job that is sustaining you and your family. And that can put you in the streets Mm -hmm. having a health issue that, you know, spirals out of, out of control. control. You know, there are just instances in life that can really devastate a person or their family. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Atlanta is growing by leaps and bounds. I've been here for 30 years and I've never seen it. It's just swelling. And I, I, you know, I don't live in the city, but I always come to the city and I'm always in your district in old fourth ward. I'm always in that area. And do we feel that we're starting to become a little bit overwhelmed by the population of people because there's more people. So there's more needs that we're trying to address. So I want to be very clear about this because Mm -hmm. I hear all these things where people are saying, you know, it, it really hurts me when I hear other African-American people saying, go back where you came mm-hmm. from, because mm-hmm. I'm like, do you realize that you're saying something to people that 
we fought against for so many years mm-hmm. that Dr. King fought against mm-hmm. where we were told to go back where we came yeah. from when we were literally yeah. born right here yeah. in America. <laughs> you know, our ancestors may have come from Africa, but right. we were born right here. Yeah. We're citizens of the United States. And so the growth I know is, is overwhelming mm-hmm. for some, mm-hmm. but being on the elected side of it, I know mm-hmm. that with growth comes also finances okay. because People have to pay taxes mm, in mm. just about everything they do. Right. And especially if they buy property. Mm-hmm. And Fulton County is mostly funded by taxpayers' dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the more people that move here, the more taxes that are being paid into the budget of Fulton County, mm-hmm. which in my eyes, I know are going to provide services mm-hmm. for the most vulnerable populations. Okay. Okay. So it helps me as a commissioner be able to take care of those people who are the least of these mm. and those dollars get circulated back out to fund the services and programs to house the homeless, mm-hmm. to feed them, mm-hmm. to help our youth who are at risk. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of good um, projects going on to help people and the funding that we receive from the population of people who are moving to Fulton County mm-hmm. helps us do that. Share with us, commissioners, some of the projects you have in the pipeline. Look at her face light up. Y'all can't see her. She's all excited about programs. So she's excited. Tell us a few of them near and okay. dear to your heart, commissioner. Come on. Okay. Well, the most recent one is, a project called Project Level Up Juvenile Recidivism Program. Mm. District Attorney Paul Howard came to me last year, and he told me that there were over 115 youth that had gone through the juvenile system more than three times. Really? Okay. And he said it was on the rise. And to me, that's completely, that's not right. We have to do something about that. So he was working on a project to address the juvenile recidivism. And he actually got the public defender, Vernon Mm, Pitts, mm. to join him and put aside their their adversarial ways so that they could work on this issue. And then they started pulling in other entities, juvenile court and nonprofit organizations that do things for at-risk youth. And they started to create this team and network of people who Mm. had a heart for this issue as well. Well, he included me because I was new and, you know, I don't I don't see any of these invisible brick walls mm-hmm. and limitations mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. other elected mm-hmm. officials see. I see opportunity in everything and solutions for the things that we may not have been able to do in the past, but we can try it a different way now. Mm-hmm. And so attending some of his meetings really put it on my mind to look at how could I help. Mm. And the best way I saw fit to help was I requested a half million dollars be placed into our office of youth at Fulton County, specifically for at risk youth. Okay. And that ended up being the funding this year that Paul Howard needed to kick off this project Mm. and start it so that we can address juvenile recidivism. And currently he is actually interviewing to hire for the positions that will manage this project. Mm. And we are bringing in partners like the at promise center, which is through the Atlanta police foundation. Mm -hmm. They are in the English Avenue area, which all of us know is one of the old legacy African American neighborhoods that's going through gentrification. Yes. 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 And it's at promise center is right near the corner where um, there's a store, a yellow store that was 
the store that had sold the most heroin heroin in the United States of America. Wow. And they shut that store down. All right. And they built police housing right, right next there. to the store wow. and around the block. Wow. And at Promise Centers right there helping juvenile recidivism Man. by having wraparound services in their building. Mm. So this partnership and this funding are coming together to really um, do great things in the community for our youth. Awesome. Um, also, I have um, a project called, um, well, no, let me talk about pre-arrest aversion. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Sounds interesting. What's that one? So, so you know, we arrest people and take them to jail yes. on little things like they urinated in public. Mm. Um, they may have been sleeping on the sidewalk mm. or, you know, they call it loitering. Okay. And things that some people have mental issues and behavioral mm. issues that mm. they're dealing with right. and they just need some services and programs. Okay. They don't need to be arrested. Okay. Um, right now, Fulton County has an overcrowded jail and we are actually being fined because we're not supposed to have um, an overcrowded jail with people sleeping on the floor. That's oh a, my goodness. That's against the law. Ooh. Right. Sleeping and on the floor. Sleeping on the floor. And so, Pre-arrest diversion is the initiative that will help us get people out of the jails, deter the officers from taking people to jail when they could, they can actually divert them to a pre-arrest diversion center where they can get the wraparound Mm. services that they need to help Mm. them be successful. Mm. So um, that's one thing I'm working on. And I have a meeting coming up in October. And everybody is going to be there. I have over 31 confirmed attendees from the solicitor general to the public defender, the DA, the sheriff, Atlanta Police Department, um, the pre-arrest diversion executive director. Everybody who plays a part in the process is going to be there Mm -hmm. because there is something broken in the process right now. And we need to address what it is. So we're going to all sit down for a two and a half hour meeting. We're going to go through, okay, what happens when the police officer is about to arrest the person? Mm. Are they already trained on how to divert or are they only trained to arrest Mm. and take to jail? And if that's so, then how do we put training in place through the training academy when they're first hired so that they know how to divert Mm -hmm. and then going through that entire process from the chief judge's perspective of sentencing and what they do to where do we take them Mm -hmm. if they do have a mental issue as we know it's been a long time since they closed down all the mental institutions Uh, yeah yeah. So we don't have anywhere right. like that to take them. Although we have places like Grady who have small, mm-hmm. they have like sections of one floor right. for, um, that house the mentally That's ill mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of space. Mm. So we have to think of how do we address that need as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Does the county need to fund something? Do, do we need to help Grady have more space? We're going to look at all of that when we meet for yeah. this pre-arrest diversion. Yeah. Meeting. Yeah. And you know, another thing that's swelling is the homelessness and, and yes. in Fulton County, especially in the downtown area. And, yeah. um, there was a time where you really didn't see 
a lot of homeless people. And now there's like literally tents and cities under bridges in the off the interstates off the ramp. And it's going so far as Alpharetta where you're seeing people living up along where the martyr train is running up top going to like Buckhead and that type of thing. So any ideas or, or suggestions or programs in place to possibly address that? We need more housing Mm. and, um, we need all types of housing okay? because it's not just one specific population that are homeless. Right. There are entire families that are homeless. I know. I, know. If you, I look under the bridge. Me you too. know, most people just drive I and be keep their too. eyes straight ahead. No. But when I'm getting on the expressway, I look because I want to see what's going yeah. on because you can't address something that you don't open your eyes I to. See. Yeah. Yeah. So I see entire families under the bridges. I see people who are mentally ill. I see people doing drugs. And we have to look at an overall plan of wraparound services for each group. Mm. And that means that we have to also have housing for each yeah, group. Yeah. So if there, you know, one thing that disturbed me that I learned about when Commissioner Garner was alive was that we would take a homeless family and separate the man from the mother and the right. children. Yep. Yep. How, who what, thinks I, that makes sense? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. They will, they will house the men separately and then put the women and children in a separate houses. Yes. They'll, they'll, I even saw where women and children were getting nice townhouse apartments and the man couldn't even come, but during specific times of day to see the family and then he was escorted off the property. My goodness. And I, I'm just like, we have to do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the county manager and I are actually working together, looking at what can the county do as far as affordable housing? How can we get into the business of providing affordable housing? And we're definitely going to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of building and construction going on for people to buy and purchase homes. And it's like, you, you feel a way in your heart because you're like, we're doing all of this for people who can't afford it. But then there's a whole population of people that we pass by to get to those nice houses, those condos that are in the city. And so it's, it's heartbreaking and it's been this way for the past two, maybe almost two to three years now. Oh, it's been longer than that because I've lived in Old Fourth Ward in downtown since 1999. Mm. And when I moved there, people thought we were crazy because there were still crack addicts, yeah. dilapidated homes. Yeah. Um, I mean, blocks and blocks of boarded up houses and everything. Mm. And the schools were supposed, supposedly bad Atlanta public schools. But um, one thing that I believe is when you live in the neighborhood, you need to be part of the neighborhood. There you go. You don't bust your kids out of the neighborhood to the better school. It's a better school because everybody's busting their kids over there. <laughs> and you're all, you know, the middle class working and upper middle class working families. So, yeah, it's going to be the better school. But if you all invest in your own neighborhood yes. school, it can be the better it school, can. too. It can be. So, um, so while I lived there, my sons actually went to school school in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. We did not bust them anywhere. Gotcha. Um, Even though I had to literally drive two blocks from my house and drive my child to school because he could not walk because crack was so bad. Prostitution was so bad. And when I would drive him, I would have to put my eye, my hands over his eyes (sighs) because he could see just about anything 
just by looking out of the window for that two block drive to school. And it was like that for a little while. I mean, I had a best friend named Marie Kowser, uh-huh. who everyone knows as a community activist. Um, she literally would take homeless people and take them to her house and feed them, let wow. them stay there and wash up and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, Marie used to smoke on my porch and she would leave her cigarette butt ashes yes. on the porch and she'd leave a little ashtray there. It was so bad. A crack addict stole her <laughs> I'm serious. Stole her ashtray and butts and everything. So that's how bad our neighborhood was. And my son's bike was stolen three times before we got sense enough to know, well, we there's no chain that's big enough to chain the the Mm. child's bike to the porch. Mm. So um, that's how bad the neighborhood was. But we lived there. We cared for the people that were there. We tried to make sure that no one was displaced because we knew that many of us were coming to move there. And there was an organization founded by Coretta Scott King Mm -hmm. called the Historic District Development Corporation. Mm -hmm. And Coretta Scott King passed that on to a woman named M. Tamanika Youngblood. M. Tamanika Youngblood bought house by house, block by block, Mm. from Auburn Avenue all through Old Fourth Ward and redeveloped that neighborhood. And with the help of Marie Kowser, my friend, they did, they tried not to displace anyone. So to this day, mm. you have families in that neighborhood who've been there for 50, 60, 70 mm. years, generations. Yes. They yes. are not displaced. Nice. Awesome. And that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful story, um, testimony to share, um, because gentrification is so, it's, it's, it's here. Yes, it is. It's here and it's in every city. So it's not yes. like it's just an Atlanta thing. It's happening and it's starting to slowly happen on the Southwest side of Atlanta. Yes, Very slowly. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts about how that's moving and, and the impact it'll have in our communities? Well, it's actually happening right now on the Northwest side, west of the Mercedes Benz yes, stadium. Yes. Because yes. my district goes from Inman Park, Old Fourth Ward, yes. all the way across west of the Mercedes-Benz Ooh. Stadium to Fulton Industrial Boulevard, you're, where the Charlie Brown Airport what? is. What? You're that big? You got a big district. Yes. Woo. It goes up to Grady High School. Oh, my. Comes around 14th Street and goes up and touches 75 North and takes in Howe Mill Road, Bankhead, Bolton. I got the hood <laughs> in my district, and I love it because I get to help make it what it should be yes. and not allow people to come and change it into something that is not going to okay. people. You got a big have, district. And then it goes down to I-20 and there's a portion of it that goes all the way down Cascade Road to the Andrew and Walter Young YMCA. Dang, Commissioner Hall, you got a big district. It's big. Ooh, you busy. So I get to serve from the homeless to the very wealthy. Yes. And it is for me, I love it because I get to see positive change happen okay. and I get to be a part of making that positive change. Okay. okay. How can we deal with gentrification? Do we need to be more involved in it? Yes. So we need to ensure that we build in a manner that includes everyone. Mm. And I heard the, a gentleman named John Almond, who is part of the West Side Future Fund, mm-hmm. he said to me one day, you know, we missed something when we started to develop east of downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We missed the fact that 
we're building up downtown Atlanta and we have all of these hotels and stadiums mm-hmm. and arenas and restaurants mm-hmm. and we have a whole service industry need for um, people to be employed yeah. to serve yeah. the people that come in yeah. that, to visit Atlanta mm-hmm. as well as those who come into the arena and, mm-hmm. and the stadium and we forgot to build housing mm. for the people who are going to have those service yes. industry jobs yes. because those are the people who cannot afford to have a car to live way outside right. 285 right. Right. and drive down yeah. into downtown mm-hmm. every single day and drive back home. Mm-hmm. They can't afford that. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the public transportation system right. to really benefit them living out that far. So he said he's making it his plan to try to incorporate affordable housing on the West side so that now you have the working class people who want those jobs Mm -hmm. and who want to be near those jobs. They're living in the neighborhood as we're developing around for the people who have, you know, make Mm -hmm. more money, Mm -hmm. but there there's now that balances out that neighborhood. Yeah. And that's how we should be doing. Yeah, that's an awesome plan. That sounds good. Because, yeah, a lot of people that have those jobs have to take a bus or two to get to the MARTA and do all that. too. And and hopefully the MARTA takes them close enough to the job that they have to work. Yes, but I I consistently hear about this one-mile stretch that needs to be addressed for Mm. people to literally get from MARTA to where they need to go. Mm. There's an absence of transportation for about one mile mm-hmm. that people need. And so we still, we need to just develop the housing that they need gotcha. closer to their employment. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the seniors. You got a seniors uh, Beltline tours yes. or something, some programs for the seniors, because you got a heart yes. for the seniors. I love my <laughs> seniors. So um, when I visited all the senior centers and high rises and apartments in my district, the seniors told me that they knew nothing but negative things about the Beltline. Mm. You know, that the Beltline is going to push them out mm. and they won't be able to live in downtown. They won't be able to keep their houses that are along the Beltline in those historic African-American neighborhoods. And I said, well, I want to make sure that they know what's going on mm-hmm. and they feel like they're a part of it and they're informed and they're, you know, actively being able to contribute to what they want to see the Beltline be for them. And I started these senior Beltline tours (laughs) where, depending on how many of them register, we either take a small van Mm. or a larger van or a bus, and we travel all the way around the entire Beltline. Mm. It takes about a half day, and I feed them free lunch. We stop (laughs) at Kroger on Cascade, and they take the opportunity to do a little bit of grocery shopping while they're there. And we just have a good time because it becomes really interactive because Mm -hmm. these seniors, a lot of them have grown up in these neighborhoods or raised their families Mm -hmm. or still live in the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. or had friends and family in these other parts of, of Atlanta, and they start to tell us stories about, mm-hmm. you know, different places along the belt yeah. line and it becomes really interactive. Yeah. Yeah. When people are not invited to the table or if there's not inclusion, then the fear comes into play. 
Cause then they feel like, Oh, everything's changing around me. I don't know what's going on. So information is the key and yes, inclusion is important. Yes. So people can feel that it's still a community. It's just becoming a bigger community now That's right. because we have so many people that appreciate the belt line, just That's the right. scenic view of it. The fact that you can walk and just be a family. It's very family oriented yes, for the is. most part, right? It's like yes. a walking park and you, and you can ride your bike on there. You just can't have anything motorized mm-hmm. on the belt line. Mm-hmm. But you can ride bikes. I see people skateboard. Mm-hmm. It's just really a great. It's it's a great connectivity way, a way to connect to all the neighborhoods. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to fully going around the circle. Yes, walking or or riding my mm-hmm. bike or whatever because mm-hmm. I want to see every single neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about CEOs of tomorrow. I'm not even. Going I'm not even going to look at you because you're too excited. Your face lit up. Come on. CEOs of tomorrow. Tell us about that. What is that about? So CEOs of tomorrow stands, the CEO stands for careers, entrepreneurships, and opportunities. Mm. It's a youth conference that I have every year because our youth need to see people that look like them and be able to actually talk to them, touch them, ask them questions. Mm -hmm. So we have industry leaders from film, entertainment, technology, Mm -hmm. government, elected officials, Mm -hmm. CEOs, um, filmmakers, Mm -hmm. you know, singers, whoever is at the top that these kids look up to. We try to have them at this conference and you're going to be, I'm going to be a panelist this year. (laughs) I'm excited. Thank you for the opportunity. So this is my first one. So I'm excited to see how this all works out and just how many students are we expecting from high school? It's high school students, right? It's actually all Atlanta public school, Mm -hmm. high school schools and Fulton County High School. Wow. And we invite them. I wish we could do like a thousand. Right, right. But every year we get overwhelmed with so many and we can only fit up to 300 in the room. Gotcha. Um, so we are trying to keep it down, but mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that maybe we can expand it in mm-hmm. the coming years. Mm-hmm. But right now, the the place where we hold it at the Lava Milk Center can only hold oh, three hundred. Yeah, yeah, and it's happening. So when is when is it happening, Commissioner Hall? It's happening on <laughs> Friday, October twenty fifth, from eight thirty to two thirty. Yes, and you have to go to your um, principal's office in your high school mm-hmm. to find out about it if they haven't distributed the information okay. out. The save the date has gone to all the schools mm-hmm. um, principals, so that information if you don't see it around the school then parents or the or the high school students can ask their principal's office about the mm-hmm. event and get signed up that way. Is this your second the second year or third year this has actually, been in existence? This was actually an idea that I got back when I worked for Commissioner mm-hmm. Garner and she allowed me to start working on it with her then and I continued to carry it wow. on. So if I counted the years that we did it together um, now this would be the sixth year. Sixth year. Yes. Do you find that students come back and say, thank you for doing that? Yes. Cause I didn't know. I, I had no idea yes. those type of things, right? Oh, yes. They learn. We have workshops at the um, conference mm-hmm. and we have exhibit tables. So they learn a lot. There's right. a lot of interactive um, activities going on. And so some of them return the next year cause they might be a freshman yeah. when they first start coming to yeah. the conference yeah. and they come every year year. But what's most beautiful is when 
I see the students who normally are rival schools, they are not rivals anymore. anymore. They're interacting mm. and they're having fun together. Mm. Um, when we first started doing this, people said, well, you know, we do have some gang activity in Atlanta. And so what are you going to do about rival schools? And I said, we're not going to do anything. <sighs> we expect them to act accordingly and be respectful of each other. And we're, they know that mm. they're being told that before they come. And there has never been a problem. Mm. We've never had any type of negative interaction at our youth conference. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. What's the criteria for students to be picked? Is it um, grades or just you just leave it to the no, schools? To no grades. I want students to come who um, want to come. And so it's designed to help youth to talk, think, and take action mm. to overcome those challenges mm -hmm. in, in um, their environment, the socioeconomic barriers mm -hmm. that they might face. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times the teachers or principals or counselors will try to pick certain students who are facing some challenges mm -hmm. so that they can see something on the other side mm -hmm. of that, get them out of their normal yeah. environment yeah. and get them into a new environment. Because, you know, sometimes... I hate when we call them at risk youth yeah. because sometimes it's it, all it takes is exposing them to something different. different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you're a mom, yeah. you're a Navy mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got one in the Navy. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. You got somebody that's 26 yeah, years old coming baby. out of you. That's my youngest. I can't with you at 26 and then you have a 30 year old. You look phenomenal, but I, I believe you might have a little bias because you have sons. Mm -hmm. Hence why don't you have a program that you have geared for the young, young men? Man. Come on yes. and talk about that. Well, it's not because of having sons mm -hmm. is because of hearing the statistics. Yes, yes. And the statistics are alarming for our African American young yes, men. Yes. I am <clears throat> excuse me, I was selected for um an, a National Association of Counties leadership program mm -hmm. that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is funding and one of the statistics that they actually shared was that black men are they they don't get paid enough. They mm -hmm. are um, socioeconomically challenged in every single economic mobility area. Mm -hmm. um, worse than any, worse than females, mm -hmm. worse than black females. I mean, I, I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things that I know we need to do is we need to wrap around our young men mm. and give them the attention and the love and the access to what they need. And so that's why I started empowering young men to excel okay. as a youth conference okay. so that we can do that. And the first one was, Oh, it had a lot of us wanting to cry mm. because what we realized is that a lot of our young men don't have fathers in right, the home right. or they don't even know who their fathers Come on are. Now. Come on. And so for them to see all of these men mm. that had gone through their own struggles, mm. that experienced the same things in life that they, they're now experiencing mm. and to be able to talk to them right. and say, you didn't know your father, but you're now the CEO of this company. Right. How did you do that? Right. And, one young man really stood out because he stood up in the middle of the ballroom and he said, 
I just want to ask any of the gentlemen out there on the panel to answer this question. But how do you deal with the anger and the animosity and the hurt left behind mm. from having an absentee father wow. and not having your father around? Mm. And the guys on the panel, they just wrapped around him with love mm. and, you know, told him their experience and how they got over it and right. told him that they would be, you know, a father to him right. if he needed to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And one of our um, workshop presenters, he actually hugged the young man and the young man started to cry. Mm-hmm. And they said later on that he had not ever been hugged by a man in his entire wow. life. As far as he knew, he had not been hugged by a man. Wow. The power of love. So that's the kind of change that I want to affect yeah. the world with. You're, you're doing it, Commissioner Hall. You're doing it. You have a lot of hats. Um, a lot of people look at your background and your bio, IT major, um, Bachelor of Science, um, MBA, Keller Graduate School. I went to the same school. I did. I have my MBA from Keller, too. Yeah. But you wear multiple hats. You're on several boards. You're a mom, a wife, your job. You look, look at you. You look like you're fun when you're out, when you're not working. So for the people that are listening, how do you balance it all, Commissioner? How do you do it all? You have to have an outstanding family and a wonderful team that is like your family. Mm. So in my office, my team is like my family and my family and my team connect like this. Wow. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so for anyone who was at the health fair and walk yesterday, Uh uh they would have seen my son, my team, me, all of us together. Um, because in order for me to do this successfully, I have to have the support of family and Mm. team or else I couldn't do it. Mm. And they have to be able to work together and talk to each other because there's some things that are going to take me away from family. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that family can be incorporated Mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only way that I could do this. Mm -hmm. I want to say shout out to my team. (laughs) Anita Harris right over here. She is, I know she's Facebook live and or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing something. She's over there. Yeah. She's doing something over there. She's my director of legislative and community affairs. Yeah. She's awesome. And I have, um, my um, chief of staff is Calvin Brock Mm -hmm. and my policy and analyst, my policy and community analyst. She's new. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm stumbling over Mm -hmm. her title. Sequoia Kirby. Yeah. Sequoia. And my communications manager, Sabria Rivers. Mm -hmm. Sabria. I met Sabria through email to make this happen and, I'm not afraid of Calvin. Tell Calvin I'm not afraid of Calvin. Oh, Calvin she's saying that because yeah. Calvin is a retired officer from New Jersey, a Navy and an Army veteran, has done undercover, yeah. nar- narcotics, yeah. drug, gang mm-hmm. task force. Yeah. It does FEMA in his spare time whenever he can get oh some my time. Oh, um, was a sheriff. Yeah, he looked like he does all that stuff. I'm yeah. not afraid of him, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm Sometimes not. we are. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good man. You have a good staff. Ordering us around. We're like, we need to shake our head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, what's next for you, Commissioner Hall? I mean, 
program-wise? Is there a program you'd like to launch that you haven't done yet? I am working on um, several things. Mm -hmm. Um, Fulton County used to have a grant program called the Fresh Grants, Mm -hmm. which included all the community service grants for nonprofits to be funded who um, do anything for seniors, youth, Mm -hmm. disabilities, Mm -hmm. homelessness, Mm -hmm. and economic development. Mm -hmm. But Fresh Grants also had a health component, so we gave grant funding to organizations that provided health care services and programs. Mm -hmm. And somehow in the transition to try to improve the grant process, health was left off. Okay. So I'm working on trying to institute that with, of course, the assistance of my team, Anita. Mm -hmm. And we are actually looking at how to put the health grants back in place Mm -hmm. because there are organizations that um, specifically deal with HIV AIDS that we need to partner with and fund to help us with, um, you know, getting rid of HIV AIDS Mm -hmm. and providing those services to people that have, you know, you just made me think about HOPWA housing funds Mm. um, has been a big issue lately in the news. Mm -hmm. And for um, those people who follow the news for the city of Atlanta, it was in the news that they were going to lose millions of dollars. And that money is specifically used for people who have HIV and AIDS Mm -hmm. so that they can have housing. Mm -hmm. And, for us to lose money in a space like that yeah. is devastating. Yes, it is. So um, housing is another big thing for me, okay. and not just for um, specific groups, but just affordable housing right. overall. And, I, right. and when I say affordable, let me be clear. I don't mean $1,000 a month. Okay. I mean affordable based on the person's income. Come on, come on Commissioner. Because affordable housing, having 20 units out of 1,000 in a in an uh, apartment building and the rent is a thousand dollars a month is not affordable yeah. for anyone as far as I can see mm. because our cost of living continues to rise come and people's on. salaries are not. Come on now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could just get on the soapbox. Come on commissioner. Cause it's not, it's not, no. it's no. not. And so even with younger kids or just people in general, they're having to have several people to room. With yes. them, they have to have roommates in yes. order to make rent, yes. and that's the reality of it. So it's just like it's it's a dual dynamic because we see this evolution of this metropolis. Atlanta continues yes. to grow; it's a beautiful city, but then there's some areas that still needs our attention and, yes. and work because we're going to leave a demographic of people behind right. if we don't provide um, the resources that they need. So, well, I really think that we're not going to leave them behind, but it's going to make a situation that's worse for those people who thought they were leaving somebody okay, behind. Okay. Because at, like we saw in 2008, mm-hmm. 2009, where we had the mortgage crisis, yes. we're heading in that direction again. Come on, come on. So, come you on, know, you, come you, on. if you Google this um, and look at um, upcoming recession, the the finance world is saying that we should expect another recession coming up in 2000 and and 2021, 2022 right here in Atlanta. And if you look at the housing costs, they are absolutely ridiculous. 
I said, who has jobs for these Come on. condos Come that on. started a million dollars? Come on. There are not enough people in the world that even make that kind uh, of money. No. Yeah. And these apartments that are $2,500 a yeah. month, yeah. one bedroom. I know. I'm, this, that's absolutely it's ridiculous. Crazy. But we are creating a bad situation yeah. for everybody. And I think, unfortunately, if we don't correct it, we will see how it's going to impact everyone. Nobody will be left oh out. Oh, my gosh. That's the reality of it. Yeah. Fasten your seatbelts. That's what we're going to do. Well, I'm going to try to do something better along the way and try to redirect some uh, affordable housing into this situation. Mm-hmm. The mayor is doing a great job mm-hmm. in implementing the housing. And as much as I possibly can, I try to make sure people know that she is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And you just need to get the information. That's all. Yeah. Um, the, the county has actually partnered with an organization called Partners for Home mm. to add the services. Because, you know, Fulton County is mandated by the state to mm. provide health and human services. Mm-hmm. So we are going to provide the services for the affordable housing tenants mm-hmm. through Partners for Home. So we've actually created that partnership, and there are about probably 800 units Mm -hmm. just on that list alone of affordable housing coming into downtown. Yeah. And and see, this is why, Commissioner Hall, your programs are so important, and it it shows that you're empowered. You, your staff, your role, your position, because you're in a position to make change. And so even though our executive office is not, where we ideally want to be, it's important that on the local level we stay involved and we stay engaged because we can make change on this level, at least in our community. We can't maybe change federal tax laws and that type of thing, but city... Oh, you can. uh I don't want anybody to think that you can't make change. Come on, tell me, get me together. And speaking of taxes, so um, some people are just misinformed or don't have any information Mm. at all, and they think that we keep raising the property taxes and we're not. Okay. We have literally voted to lower the millage rate for all property tax owners in Fulton County. And that millage rate rate will continue to lower Mm. all the way through the next five years. Okay. It will not go up. Mm. And, but what people don't understand is they pay three different millage rates on their property. One is through Fulton County, mm-hmm. one is to Atlanta Public Schools, mm-hmm. and the third one is to City of Atlanta. Okay. So you have to go to each one of those government agencies mm-hmm. and let them know I I need you to lower our, our millage yeah, rate. Yeah. So when we lower our millage rate, you still have two more that you have mm-hmm. to pay. Mm-hmm. So if they're going up and we're going down, mm-hmm. it's not you're not going to see the benefit of that. Right, right. And then we have some great homestead exemptions that help people in their homes with paying their taxes or diverting the tax. We have an appeal process in place to help people who are getting the assessment side of it. And this is another part that people don't understand understand the assessment of the property is what drives the property bill up mm-hmm. so if your assessment is high mm-hmm. it's going to drive your bill up it's not that your property taxes have increased okay. it's that your ins- assessment Assessments has increased. increased and it is the state of georgia legislators 
who wrote the law on how your property should be assessed. Mm. So people should be trying to bu- burst the doors down gotcha. on the state capitol gotcha. and go and tell their legislators, we need you to change that Come bill so you can help us on our property assessments. Mm. Because seniors who have been in their homes for 50 years yes. should not have Come to on. pay for somebody coming and buying the property next door to them, mm. demolishing it and building a mini mansion. Mm. They shouldn't have to pay for that. Come on now. So they they need on that level of the state to change things. Mm. A lot of people don't understand the state governs a lot of what Fulton County does. Understood. They are the ones who set up the county board of commissioners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We didn't set ourselves up. So we are governed by them in many cases, and there's nothing that we can do. Mm. But the voters always have the power to do. Gotcha. And I want to always tell the voters, come to our televised Board of Commissioners meetings. They are the first and third Wednesday of every month at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You can come in a little bit before 10 o'clock, fill out a speaker's card, and talk to all seven commissioners for two minutes about whatever you want to see us do in your neighborhood in Fulton County, Mm. whatever programs you want to ask for, we deal with taxpayers' dollars. So the taxpayers need to come and tell the commissioners what they want to see their dollars paying for. Come on. They need to hear from you because I always try to explain to people there are seven commissioners. It takes four votes to pass anything. Mm. And so you have to look at the dynamic of the board of commissioners. You have some commissioners that are voted in up north Mm -hmm. as far as Alpharetta. Mm -hmm. You have some commissioners that are voted south as far as Palmetto, city of South Fulton. So they they're not all going to know every single area's needs. So the the citizens need to come and talk to all seven Mm. to get them all to understand what's going on in their neighborhood Mm. because I'm only one person and I speak for every neighborhood in my district. I know that's right. And I stand up for every neighborhood in my district, but they still need to see the voters face Mm. and hear the voters Mm. point of view. Mm. Okay. Yes. All right. How can they get that information, Commissioner Hall? Um, they can call my office at 404-612-8226 or go on the county's website at FultonCountyGA.gov okay. or my website at FultonCountyGA, the number four, mm-hmm. dot com. Mm. What's next for you, Commissioner Hall? Are you going to do anything else in another office? Are you thinking about... Because <laughs> that resume is pretty fat, Commissioner Hall. You've done a lot of, lot of good stuff. I just got it. Okay, you can take Everybody the fifth. I'm wa- we, all kinds of stuff. We watching you, though. You can I, take the fifth. Go on and say, don't say nothing. I'm Be not sad. saying anything because I still nothing. have work to do. You got a lot of work. Got some yes, work to do. I have, I have one more. I'm on the ballot next year, uh-huh. November 2020, and I am running again okay. because I still want to finish the work. We have got great momentum mm. going on a lot of the initiatives that I've started, mm-hmm. and I want to see things go, you know, come to fruition. I want to see 
Fulton County actually do affordable housing. Mm. I want to see us actually start addressing homelessness a lot better. We have a whole division that focuses on homelessness, but we have lost a lot of employees. That's another thing. People need to go to FultonCountyGA.gov and go to our employment page I'm going. and look for a job. I was just going we to ask. We need great people in the government. Yeah, we don't. People don't seem to think about government employment anymore the way they used Used to to. Mm -mm. but come on back because we we have done i'm serious because we've done salary studies and everything to make sure that our salaries are competitive with corporate america and we have great benefits you know government benefits have always been come on now she's talking now i'm coming come on through look at fultoncountyga.gov for employment we are redoing our website so you'll see it change up and it's going to really? be dynamic too yeah i'm coming to work yes. for um, commissioner Hall. And i want to be a lot of money in the budget for jobs so come see i'm coming come and need i'm coming to work with you okay i'm coming on over there i'm gonna fight for the job and go i'm gonna go how can people find you commissioner hall what you know where can they get a hold of you give them the number again one more time it is 404 61 8226 and I'm on all social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Fulco D4. It's F U L C O D and the number four. Mm, I love it. This and was also, good. If you want to go to my personal page, it's Natalie W. Hall. N A T A L I E W H A L L. I didn't even recognize Commissioner Hall today. Look how cute she looks today. She's always in a suit when I <laughs> see her. Bad <laughs> Look at her. hair. No. And, and, and relax. Yeah. This was, this was awesome. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. This was I wonderful. You so much. I appreciate you. We're going to do some stuff. This is what I love to do is get information out yeah. to the people yeah. any way that I can. Yeah. Cause we're misinformed and sometimes we go off yeah. our own opinions and yeah. we just don't really know. Yeah. So by you being here today, you've answered a lot of the questions it just gave so. us a lot of insight on what our power is because we don't we don't know but we got it now yes thank you and i want to come back and update you because right now we are working on our budget for 2020 nice and i'm hoping to put a lot of money in the budget for more programs yes. because you know this past year our seniors had the opportunity to ride uber and lyft for one dollar ah! because we put money in the budget for that for our seniors who $1. don't have That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they get home repairs, home delivered meals. Yeah. I mean, we, I just have to say, we, we need to pay respect to the late Fulton County Commissioner Emma I. Darnell, mm-hmm. who passed away this mm-hmm. year because she was a huge advocate for seniors and for the least of these. And she mentored me when I came on board last year meeting with me at least twice a month mm. and just we rallied together on this year's budget and put a lot of money, millions of dollars to help people. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to bring you back. You running next year too? 2026 yes, year? No, yes. we'll have to. I'll be on the ballot. Yeah. I'm going to work with your staff and we're going to get you back way before the campaign <laughs> starts getting heavy and cause you're going to be really busy, but you are more than welcome to come thank back here so and much. share and enlighten the world and everything that you're doing. So thank, thank you, you, Commissioner Hall. Thank you. you know, that's my time, but you guys. 
can follow me everywhere. I'm on realchicksrock.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, you guys have been showing an overwhelmingly wonderful response on these t-shirts. Go and get them there on the website. And I got staff in the audience. They want some realchicksrock.com. You go, you cop that order right there. I want to, um, you guys listen, today's show was powered by, um, Tor Torres at gmail.com. Yeah, because she does graphic designs and she co, um, designed. Yeah, she co-designed this for me. So yes. So if you need some, some images done, some graphic designs, I need you to slide in on her Instagram. She's DJ. Tora Tora on Instagram. And then if you want to just send her an email, that's uh Tora Torres at gmail.com. So very good at what she does. So thank you for powering today's show. Again, that's my time. Until next time, you guys take care and continue to rock on. Bye. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on.